Welcome to the Chill for Health podcast with your host, Jennifer McMahon. In this podcast, Jennifer will chat about what makes us feel good. How can we take positive steps to improve our own wellness and mental health? Jennifer will be sharing her own experience as a healthcare practitioner and talking to a range of thought leaders and compassionate people who share their stories. In the Chill for Health podcast, Jennifer will be exploring specialist therapies and other interventions to help achieve physical balance and emotional wellness. So, to find out more about these podcasts, you can log on to c4h.rocks, that's www.c4h.rocks, or you can find our podcasts on the usual podcast channels. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Chill for Health's podcast. In episode two, I will be in conversation with Jenny McParland, owner and instructor at Hot Yoga Nuri. We explore why Jenny believes a regular hot yoga practice is so very important for your overall health and why we should be kind to ourselves even more so in these times and how an attitude of gratitude can be so beneficial to your well-being. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Please remember to share it with your friends and even pop over to my website c4h.rocks. Hello and welcome to Chill for Health's podcast. Today I'm in conversation with Jenny McParland, the owner and yoga instructor from Hot Yoga Nuri. Jenny has built a yoga community in Newry and over the last six years it has become very successful. So today I'm going to explore with Jenny all the different aspects of hot yoga and how she has come to be in Newry providing this service. Hello and welcome Jenny. Hi Jennifer, it's great to be here. Um, it's my pleasure to be on with you today. Uh, really, really good. Good. To come and chat. <laughs> <laughs> so Jenny, so really and truly what I want to do is just get an idea and a sense of your background and like I'm sure you know you didn't leave school when you were 16 so right well I'm going to be a yoga instructor yeah. and it's just that simple so give me an idea and a feel for what really you know your life journey consisted of and took you up to now. Oh, sure. Um, well, um, that's a, a great question <laughs> because um, you'll be in for a nice little turn of spins and roundabouts. Um, I was, if you want to go way, way back, I was born in Boston and uh, my parents moved back to uh, Galway, back to Ireland, where they were from, maybe when I was about nearly three. And um, I was in Galway, grew up there, had no, never even entered into my head to be a yoga instructor. I think I was always down the route of, you know, that era of you needed a permanent pensionable job. And um, I think I was saying to you before, Jennifer, uh, that I was, I did two years of business studies in college and then did a six week secretarial course because I wanted to get traveling. Oh dear, I think I've done something. No, you're okay. And, um, you're okay. You're, am I okay? And <laughs> somebody's trying to call me here on my phone. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> but um, um, I went traveling. I was obviously because I had the American citizenship. I went back to San Francisco um, and I stayed with some family there as a 20 year old. And it was an amazing experience. I worked in Starbucks coffee shop. It wasn't even on the West Coast at that time. I wasn't even on the East Coast at that time. Now it's everywhere. Um, and I worked there in a coffee shop and I loved meeting people every day. I loved the sensation of just, even if it was just a quick hello, this is your regular coffee. And out, just out the door it was like nice, that interaction with people. And then yeah, you're just I a real back, people person. Yeah. And um, I came back home and I was in Ireland for a year or two and was working um, in 
as a secretary in the Western Health Board and it just didn't sit right with me. So I said, pack bags again, back to Boston mm-hmm. and um, back to Boston. And again, I was working in offices and I met Greg, my husband there, which was um, fantastic for me. It's how I'm I'm here in uh, outside Newry. And um, I had a great time in my 20s. Um, really lived it up, tried yoga at 25 and was like, nah, this isn't for me. <laughs> this is way too woo-woo or whatever. So um, continued working in an office, but I never really stayed in an office. I was always kind of hopping around. Like my resume was um, always like maybe 10 months, maybe a year, maybe two years. And then I was kind of bored and I just wanted to move on. So I just always felt I was missing something, but I didn't know what it was. And then maybe about... Um, I had Maven Davin, so I'm fortunate enough. I have a 15-year-old and a 13-year-old now. So between, I think when I was maybe pregnant with Davin or just after having Davin, Greg started doing the yoga in Boston, the hot yoga. And um, he said to me, I think you'd like this. And I was like, what, yoga? I am i don't know about that, Greg. And uh, I had been a member of, like, he used to joke with me and say, oh, there's a new gym open, Jenny, or there's a new class, you could go and try it. So it was never consistent. Yeah. with any kind of exercise I would I would it's always consistent with my walking like I always love to go for my walk but um you know I try the latest fad and then I'd say oh that's that's not for me I was not athletic I was not always you know into gym work or anything like that at all at all and then I went into the hot yoga class when Davin was about a year old um my mom came over on holidays and I was like, wow, this is really cool. This is very, very different. This is not what I thought yoga was. It was not mm-hmm. like my experience of yoga when I was 25, where I went into this room and the woman, and she was probably doing an amazing job. But for me, I was like, oh God, you know, she was like telling me to open my heart. And yes. I was like, what is she talking about? Now I could probably say it and feel okay about it. But at the time I was like, no, that's just not for me. Um, <laughs> so the, the yoga, the Bikram yoga was at the time, 90 minutes in like 38, 40 degree heat. And you, so it was more than just, it was like cardiovascular as well. So I like to get, you know, a little bit of your heart rate increased and, and it was just the challenge, the actual challenge of staying in the room for 90 minutes in that heat and just completely outside my comfort zone that I was like, wow, this is something else completely. But then we actually moved back here, um, for 10 months and, um, I was very unsettled and felt very lonely um, because I was a young mom at home by myself and I was like, no, this isn't really for me. So we moved back to Boston again oh my and goodness. that's when I really got stuck <laughs> into the yoga. Yeah, I know. I like, I, you, you want to hear my background. It's like hopping back and over between Ireland and America. Um, went back to Boston and I was like, okay, I'm giving the yoga hundred percent. And I had, you know, committed to it, like started that time and went and did it when I came home here, but it was never very consistent because obviously I had two small kids. And so getting that time to get 90 minutes for myself was like, what? Um, But when I went back, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I didn't go back into office work and started doing it like two or three times a week. Mm -hmm. And I think it became huge for me when my mindset started to change. I would have been obviously flat going back and over from Ireland I was very flighty like it was like you know I'm not happy I'm going to change it right now and um, maybe a little bit bad tempered and the yoga just sort of kind of settled it helped me on without me even realizing it I I kind of became felt a little bit calmer and I think one sort of I, I talked about this kind of a light bulb moment for me was like maybe Maeve was four and Davin was two and I was they were playing in the room and then they were crying and I went running in and I was going to start giving out to them and then I was like hold on a minute, they talk about respond versus react in yoga. And so I was like, I'm going to shout at my four-year-old and my two-year-old and they're doing nothing wrong. They're just being kids. So it just took on this huge um, change for me. I was like, oh, okay. 
this is this is actually working. You know, this isn't just, you know, this is having a, a, a positive effect on my life outside of the room. Um, and I got to when I went to go to yoga, it was just me. It was Jenny. It wasn't Jenny mom that, you know, you have two small kids. They're like mommy, mommy. Or it wasn't Jenny, you know, wife or daughter. Or It was just me. So I, um, I just felt that that time on the mat was was amazing. So then I went to the teacher training. Amazing. And you're talking there as well, like um, about the profound effect, really, that hot yoga had on you and that daily practice. Like what for people that maybe aren't fully aware of what a, a yoga practice is, you know, that thing of where you keep coming back, you keep coming back and you keep turning up for yourself every day. What is the real importance? You know, you have sort of highlighted and touched on it there where you changed your thinking and your approach to your children and your, your temper, you know, that yes. is a quite a, a big thing to um, adjust because of a strand of um, wellness or exercise that you have invested in. So like what what, in your opinion, is the importance of a yoga practice? Well, I, to be honest, Jennifer, I think it's the movement and it was that time for myself. Mm-hmm. So I think if you can commit to anything and I and even like I I know you said a daily I I really I think I did one 30 day challenge where I did it for every day. Um, and I do think that that is unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when people put hashtag daily yoga, it's too much. It might be 10 minutes, maybe 10 minutes is good. Like if you can, you know, wake up and stretch your body side to side, you've, you're connecting to your body. So I think for me, most of the time, I was probably living in my head. I like to call it zombie land now. (laughs) And so, you know, you're in there and you're like, you know, all these stories even told to you. And so with the yoga, it connected me to my body. So I was on the mat in my body and I felt like I felt myself getting stronger. I felt myself getting muscles that I never really had. Mm -hmm. And it was just like that, that practice of, you know, that balance between stretching and release, like then the relaxation. So that's where it's really kind of like a combination of your stretching and you're building your muscle. But there's also that sense that there's the relaxation. So it's like you're never going to a point of pain and it goes against that whole no pain, no gain. And that's what I really like. It's like you, you are working your edges but it's within the limit of what you should be able to do. It's not about what the person on the mat next to you is doing. And that's yeah. what's huge. It's like, there's no comparison. So when I'm like, and it was intimidating and, um, you know, you're looking in the mirror, you're and there's a, the mat there beside you and you don't compare yourself to the next person. And I think for me, um, not being naturally flexible, when I started yoga, I did. I was like, oh my God, that one can touch your head to the floor. Mm-hmm. I know now I, as I've learned, as I've gotten on my anatomy because it's all about your anatomy. It's all coming down to your bones. I'll never touch my for- my forehead to the floor. And I've accepted that. And I think as a result of that, I'm probably a better teacher because an awful lot of teachers come in because they've been promoted or they've been um, celebrated because they can do all these things because they are so flexible. But it's the likes of you and me that are not that flexible that go, oh, I understand that because most people are not that naturally flexible. Like it's that hyper flexibility that allows them to do that. And when you tone it back and you just go, I'm not going to compare myself to that person. I'm going to do what my unique body can do. Now, this took me a while to figure this out, but now I respect that and I respect my body and I don't compare myself. So I don't get into the comparison. Mm -hmm. So then I would start to apply that to my life. So it's like this comparison is the thief of joy, they say. So I just, I don't compare my body to somebody else's. I'm in my own unique body. And now I don't compare my life to somebody else's. I'm in my own life. I'm doing what's good for me. 
It's very much like uh, within the Hot Yoga Studio, you have a beautiful big mural on the wall and it says, you do you, which is kind of your mantra for your class, yeah. isn't it? You know, just Massive. focus on yourself. Don't be judging yourself against anybody else, you know, and just yes. kind of have that tunnel vision. Yes, it's that's definitely, it's you do you is what I'm all about because I feel that it is intimidating. Come into the room and there's mirrors and you're like, and we're always see our, our biggest critic when we see ourselves. Like if, you know, we always say like, if you, t- if you talk to anybody else, like you talk to yourself, you'd, you'd, you'd be imprisoned most of the time. Whereas here, what I, when I try to say you do you, it's like, let go of the inner critic. Mm-hmm. summon up your inner champion summon up your best friend like this was kind of one of the things I've learned along the way like try to talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend because you'd never be so horrible or rotten to your best friend so yeah. I've learned this and it has been like again it's a journey um, and you can get so self-critical particularly like when I walk into that room and I'm not like the you know the what people see on Instagram and Facebook for their yoga teachers like these long slim bodies or whatever it, it's all nonsense anyway but um I just come in and go, okay, I am going to, I'm going to be nice to myself today. I'm going to do the best that I can on my body today mm-hmm. and leave the judgment behind. And that's where the you do you comes in. And that's where like, it's kind of, it is definitely the mantra. And yeah. again, it applies off the mat. Like you, yeah. again, you start to just take it to yourself. That's it. And then Jenny, so uh, you're, um, as you have explained, all your experiences have taken you then up to the point where then you've decided you're going to um, study hot yoga or Bikram yoga. That's two yes. different terms for the same yeah. thing, isn't it? <laughs> it is it is the same thing, yeah. So um, tell us, you, you, were, you were taught by um, Bikram Chowdhury. I was indeed. So, um, I don't know if anybody's watched that crazy documentary. And yes, I um, went and spent, now to be fair, it was life-changing. Yeah. Um, I left my three-year-old and five-year-old or they're actually just a little bit younger than that at the time, maybe two and a half and three. Um, and I went, left Boston and went to LA and spent nine weeks um, with 400 other crazy people um, <laughs> doing the, the nine-week intensive Bikram yoga where we did yoga twice a day, six days a week. We did have Sundays off. Um, and it was very intense and it was crazy. And I do remember, and this is where I think you know, again, for me, I, I hadn't really met him before. Obviously, I hadn't met him before I went to the teacher training. Mm-hmm. And I arrived there with all these 400 people. And I briefly knew one of the girls that was at the studio, the same studio that I left from with Boston in Boston. And uh, we B- Bikram came out on the stage. And I was like, who is this crazy person? Oh, my God. I called Greg that night and I was like, what the... did I do sign up for this with this crazy man for nine weeks like what am I doing I've left my my babies I've left my husband for nine weeks to spend it in here but um it was the people that I met um they were amazing the other people the other teachers that I that were eventually became teachers I interacted with was fantastic um it was a challenge doing it twice a day. And, um, you know, we were in a hotel room, like it was tiny. Yes, all those things in the documentary probably did happen. But I think I like to say that I had my own inbuilt shit detector. And I was like, that fellas just, you know, and what I was kind of, it didn't, it didn't resonate with me, but he had some very wise words. Um, and his sequence that he, they've now said isn't that he, he, took postures from other which is like it's all yoga like the, the yoga yeah. sequences you know it's it's irrelevant of where it came from it is a really good healing sequence um and I had to learn these dialogue these words so they say it's like a moving you know you're, you kind of learn off these words to instruct people how to get in and out of the postures um and it was a challenge as well 
But um, what I found, what I didn't like about it was that they kept saying, he's your guru. And I was there for the nine weeks and I was going, what, that guy, that like that fella's my guru. And when I left the teacher training and came home, I was like, oh no, he's not my guru. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be brainwashed to believe in this. And then it kind of became that whole, like, who's my guru? And I started reading a lot about it and I was like, the only person that's my guru is myself. Like yeah. I'm my own best yeah. teacher. And I do say yeah. that in class a lot that I don't, I like to not put anybody else's head above my own. Mm-hmm. So that I tap into my own, like, you know, yes, you are inspired by other people and you have mentors, but you're your own best teacher. So I think a lot of times, you know, particularly maybe a lot of people that go to yoga teacher trainings might be a little bit vulnerable and they did see him as that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I was like, no, this is this is not who I am. And it didn't resonate with me. And so that's not the type of yoga that I teach. It's not who I am. I, I always feel that, you know, what's best for your own body and so that's kind of what led me from there. But yeah, it was an amazing nine-week experience. A bit crazy, but it was good. So can you um, outline a bit about what um, is included in a yoga class, like the, the 26 postures and the two breaths and the heat and all that? What, you know, like for a person that's going to be uh, considering, say, going to hot yoga maybe when lockdown's lifted or something, what can they expect, you know, from the moment they come in the door to going through with their first class, what would their experience be? Um, well, I think, you know, when people come into the, the studio, I do my best and the girls that, are, uh, that teach with me, um, we are do our best to make them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I start off every class, by, or most classes by saying it's not a competition. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. The most important thing to do is just breathe. Everything else is optional. Yeah. And you know, so it doesn't matter. Like I've said to people, you know, they might say, they might, and I have people come in with chronic pain or that they just want to, you know, they're, they're feeling anxious or overwhelmed. And I would just say to them, just breathe. If you need to sit down on your mat, sit down. If you need to lie down on your mat, lie down. If you need to step outside the room and come back in, you can do that. So it's a sequence, the, the Bikram sequence. I have a 90 minute class and I have an hour class. Um, I, we try to do the 26 postures. Some of the hour classes we do one or in the 90 minute class, the traditional yoga, traditional Bikram class, you do two sets of every posture. Um, but in the hour class, sometimes we just do one set, sometimes we do two. And it's just um, the room is heated to between 38 and 40 degrees and it's humid so that mm-hmm. it's not. That's a big thing. A lot of people here were in Ireland and they think, oh, my God, I'm not going into 38 degrees. Is that one mad? But it's not like the heat on a summer's day. Mm-hmm. It's not like stepping into that at all. The humidity just helps you sweat a little bit more. Yes, you will be challenged. And your first couple of classes, like that's what I would say is like, you know, you can't judge it on your first class like unless you you just you always need to come back for a few more because it takes a couple of classes to get used to the heat hydration is massive just to be well prepared and hydrate and when you come in it really doesn't like matter what you do like the postures are are very beneficial they're very healing and therapeutic it's it's a lot of um spine work we work a lot with the back in the Bikram yoga there's a forward fold and a back fold with the Bikram yoga it's um there isn't any of the traditional downward facing dogs. I do offer that in other classes because I've since progressed to teach other teacher, other types of yoga. Um, but if you had any kind of wrist or, or shoulder injury, it's very, very good to help strengthen that without it causing any extra um, additional stress on the joints. Um, yeah. So we don't do any anything like that. Uh, can you give just a brief sort of outline of what um, conditions actually respond quite well to yoga, you know, in terms of maybe, say, for example, back pain or other conditions that might um, be relieved or eased with yoga? Yeah, well, I think with the heat, um, 
a lot of the time, well, we, the idea of the heat is that you soften your muscles so you can go a little bit further without injury. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, if you're in a cold room, your muscles are tight and sore and, you know, they're tighter, whereas the, the heat just generally brings them out that they're a little bit softer so you can go further without causing an injury. And mm-hmm. then the humidity. So you're you're nice and juicy. Um, the postures themselves, they are sorry, it helps everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. even if it's, it, you know, if you have a back pain, if you have a knee pain, if you have a head pain, if you're, yeah. you know, like I think really anxiety is huge and it just helps you feel like, again, connecting to your body because you're coming out of your head. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I know just like my own personal experience of um, going to classes in hot yoga, you know, I've um, went and went for back pain and it's been very helpful. And also, I suppose, looking back, there's times when maybe um, the yoga practice has helped my you know underlying probably anxieties or worries come up so I can actually process them a bit better so there is that whole physical and mental aspect of how it works but it works differently for each person of course but um yeah and like fibromyalgia responds quite well as as well to hot yoga doesn't it Yes, yeah, yeah. I have a lot of uh, a lot of clients that come in that have fibromyalgia and a variety of different um, ailments mm-hmm. that they just, you know, and, and I think obviously everybody that would come, they would need, to, you know, if they had something like that, I would ask them, you know, to check with their doctor first. Yeah. But if they felt that, it, you know, I've had a lot of different guys and girls come in and they just felt so much better. I do think a lot of it is regardless of, of what you're suffering from you come and you take that time for yourself. Mm, more so that important you have than like, anything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that you're on the mat and you, you're like, it's like, like I said at the end of class, you're learning to put on, I know we talk about masks a lot now, but we, you're learning to put on your oxygen mask first. So when mm. you go on an airplane, if you have your child with you, they always say you learn to put on your, you have to put on your oxygen mask first. Yeah. And I think taking that time for self-care for yourself, regardless of what activity it is, you feel better. And then it, it helps yourself. So it's it's like any kind of ailment will feel much better if they take care of themselves. Because usually it's like we're all rushing and doing too much. Yeah, yeah. And Jenny, can you tie in possibly a couple of tips there that would be beneficial for listeners on just general self-care or maybe it's more uh, yoga specific, but just things that you feel that are particularly helpful, you know, that maybe you incorporate into your daily life? Sure. Well, for me... I, about a couple of years ago, along with the the yoga, um, I started meditating and I honest to goodness, I can't. I mean, it's you can get apps for free. You can because I, I feel for myself, um, I, a guided meditation helps me online. I'm not great with still and I'm doing it now for a couple of years, but I, I, I prefer to have somebody kind of guide me through it. Um, a massive tip would be like try it like I did try it I tried a few different types and I found that for me personally the mindfulness meditation set well Mm -hmm. um because it's it just the ones with the mantra didn't really sit with me so just connecting to your breath paying attention to your breath and staying in the present moment so that Mm -hmm. your thoughts come and go I I would I honestly cannot recommend it enough enough for people to just give it a try to try Mm -hmm. meditation and you know I know myself when I sat and I have so many people going, well, you're supposed to stop thinking. No, you're not supposed to stop thinking. It's the same with the yoga. Like I had a lot of people that would come to me initially and say, oh, well, I was told before that you're supposed to leave your thoughts at the window and I can't. And I'm like, no, that's impossible. It's your brain's job to secrete between 60 and 80,000 thoughts a day. Mm -hmm. We cannot stop thinking. But when we meditate, if you just focus on your breath, it's the same as in the yoga class. It's like a moving meditation at times or even in the Pilates and the Pilates hit class that I teach. If you're focusing on 
paying attention in the present moment, you're giving your brain a break. And that's what for me is huge. So the meditation really would be a massive, massive tip, Um, a gratitude practice. And again, it might sound cheesy. And I used to, when I heard people saying about it a couple of years ago, a gratitude practice, like, what have I, you know, what did they talk about? I've got to be grateful for. And I'd always have to think that, oh, that has to be something huge. That has to be like getting a brand new car you have to be grateful for. But in actual fact, all the research suggests that it's like the simple things. Mm, Maybe it's even yeah. being grateful for the person in your life. Like yeah. sometimes we, we have such high expectations of our partners, of our children, and to lower the expectation. I think that has been a massive thing for me. Like, you know, yeah, I have my 15 and 13 year old and at the moment it's in our lockdown and you know I we th- we hear all these out external pressures of what they should be doing and I think you need to lower that expectation if you can get through the day as best you can and mm-hmm. maybe not take it too you know not take it too seriously then it's the the gratitude has been huge and um I think I yoga is fantastic but if you don't know it I would say go for a walk mm-hmm. when you move your muscles in any way you release what the scientists call hope molecules. So you feel better. And and I know I was guilty of it myself. You know, I we grew up where it was like power, you know, supposed to power through a walk. But it, if you had kind of learned the kind of mindfulness route, like we live in such a beautiful country, like we're surrounded Absolutely, by yeah. the oceans, mountains, lakes. And I think I, I like, like once you start to like tap into like, just go for a stroll. It doesn't have to be a power walk. Like you see people out and they're pumping it out. And yes, it is really good to use the muscles, but stop. And, and I know that it's a cliche, but they say it's a cliche for a reason because they work. Stop and smell the roses, like stop and look at the robin or, or hear yeah. the birds sing. It's like we are so fortunate that regardless of whether you're in the inner city here, you still are within a couple of miles of some amazing scenery. So yeah, you definitely just, are. Yeah. That's like that for me has been massive. You know, like I, I do my little movements with the yoga and that, but 10 minutes of movement twice a day is better than trying to say I have to, because what we do a lot of the times, particularly in the new year is we set up these huge expectations. I'm going to start a yoga practice and do it every single day for the month of January. And then you, you fall off the wagon. You never want to do it again. You go, I can't be bothered going near that one. Yeah. Whereas if you do it like small, maintainable things, like maybe 10 minutes, do 10 mm-hmm. minutes. There's loads on YouTube. I have two little 10 minute videos up on my Facebook feed um, that you know we can just make it maintainable yeah. despite not big chunks there's actually a great book isn't there Jenny uh, I have uh, listened to it on um, online uh, called Atomic Habits and it just yeah, speaks about the importance of very small habits and stacking yes. them up and their accumulative uh, benefits yeah yeah, it's great. I mean, I read that. I think I I probably listened to it as well. Maybe in the in, I don't know, was it maybe in the last lockdown or before that? And it just talks about making it sustainable mm-hmm. and to reward yourself because we we work on we look we go from everything from a point of punishment. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're supposed to strive to do this, and if you don't, you're a failure. Whereas the newer idea of thinking, and it's been around for always, but is to show some self compassion. Yeah. So to be more compassionate to yourself, and if you do fall off the wagon big deal, hop back on again. It's like just again, lowering that expectation so that you will do it again. Whereas if you were full of that shame that, oh, you failed it now and sure, and no good and useless. And it's yeah. again, that narrative of, of change in your mindset, coming back to like treating yourself nice. Yeah. So you know. tell me this then, Jenny, uh, what is your plan or your vision for Hot Yoga Nuri um, for the rest of the year? And have you any personal plans in terms of leisure or... What's, what does that all look like for you? Yeah, um, well, for me, I I honestly, and I'm, I am doing Zoom classes and I'm doing an online 
kind of a challenge at the moment. Again, the challenge is like little bits of yoga, mindfulness, meditation, gratitude. It's not like one of these big January challenges that's supposed to change your life because changing anything is lifelong. You can't just do it in the sake in the sake of a couple of weeks, but it's it's the starting of it. Um in my vision for hot yoga, I just can't wait to be able to get back in and see people. <laughs> reconnect. Um, yes, reconnect. I think that, you know, yes, the online world is there and it is a way for us to, to interact. Like I'm so delighted to be able to do this with you today. But I, I feel for me personally, teaching the classes, there is no comparison to being in the studio, in the room. Um, just that connection it's it, it's it's hard to even describe um, yes you're moving your body and you're doing it at home but it's just that sensation that you move together so there's that whole you know collectiveness that when you're in in the room and you're doing it together even if you're not doing it the exact same as everybody else you're still it's just that that group mentality that I feel that you know being alone doesn't it doesn't connect to it um, for my own uh, I, 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 I haven't really made any big plans. Um, I'm trying to keep it in the day as much as I can, because I think we can externalize so much and say, yes, I'll be happy when I get to go on my holidays in Greece in August. <laughs> I won't change transferred from last year. But I really try to say, you know, I'm going to try and be as content as I am today. I think sometimes we think of happiness as we'll, I'll be happy when, mm-hmm. whereas you never be happy when it's like yeah. that's in that internal job. Like we always externalize it where it's internal. It's yeah. like, you know, what can I do today? Maybe it might be to, you know, go for that walk and connect outside. Um, yeah. But I haven't, I, in the last lockdown, I did a lot. I did my, I upskilled to do the level two fitness instructor course. Um, and I, I've been, and for the last few years, I've been doing a lot of other teacher trainings between the Pilates and other types of yoga, yin yoga, vinyasa flow, the warrior sculpt and that, um, I haven't really, I, I'm kind of saying to myself this time, I might go over some of the stuff because I feel like a lot of the times I, you know, I'm like, yes, I'm going to do that. And, and the yoga has helped me, but I have a tendency to rush through it. Yeah. And I really want to maybe go over some of that valuable information that I've already learned and just, um, you know, get, connect with it a little bit better Revisit, rather than doing yeah. it in a rush. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, most importantly then, Jenny, um, how can people contact you? Where can you be found? Oh, you can always phone me. I love to chat. <laughs> Just shout. <laughs> no, can you tell? <laughs> um, no, it's uh, you can see hotyoganuri.com. So it's www.hotyoganuri.com. I'm on Instagram, hotyoganuri.com and Facebook. And the email is info at hotyoganuri.com. Brilliant. But, uh, well, Jenny, thank you so much um, for taking the time out with me today. I really enjoyed our conversation. And also, even though I know you and you're, um, you're about your yoga studio, and you're, I also feel I've gained some additional insight into its benefits. So thank you so much. And um, I will just wish you a good day. Oh, thank you, Jennifer. It was my pleasure to be on. Such a treat. It was so great. And you're an amazing and you have so many great healing skills as well that it's it's such so good really really good well jenny take care and thank you thank you so much for listening to chill for health's podcast please listen in again in february 2021 for my next podcast where i will be in conversation with a really interesting wellness advocate please remember to review and share this podcast and visit my website c4h.rocks so thank you for listening to the chill for health podcast Please let us know what you think of the latest episode and any ideas that you have, please get in touch. You can get us on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram 
or at www.c4h.rocks. In the words of Cyrus, many receive advice, only the wise profit from it. So thanks again for listening and take care of yourselves.